What did you come for? If I do all of these things and I do it well, and God permits and I appear in heaven, and then the question is that the people I gave you, where are they? And unfortunately, I did not direct them to heaven, but I directed them to buying lands and building houses. Without heaven in sight and heaven in mind. What have I done? Cost 90. Zero. I would have been a very wicked pastor. A very useless pastor. I talk to you about everything. Your marriage. Your relationship. Why you should do this and why you shouldn't do that. Why you must do uh, more with less. Why you must be humble. How humility works for you. Straight as an arrow. I teach you all of these things. And I don't talk about heaven. I don't tell you where it is. I don't tell you how it is. And I don't tell you who is there and who is going there. And how you can get there. What have I done? I've wasted my time. I have wasted your time. I would be a failure. So any pastor who says he's pastoring, prophet, evangelist, whatever, who doesn't talk about heaven, Watch that person. Watch that person. Be weary, be careful. Be afraid of that person. It's like a teacher. That will have you in his class, but will never once talk to you about exams. That all these preparations towards BC, all these preparations towards exams, they never tell you. Then one day you are there and then they bring the question papers. That's a very wicked teacher. A very responsible teacher. Almost useless. So prepare. Prepare. It could be any day, any time. But get yourself ready. Amen. Amen. Revelation chapter 2 verse 18. Let me speak the word of God in addition to what I've spoken already, and then I can release you to go home in about 45 minutes. After all, by 3 o'clock, some people will be watching football. And because of that, some people didn't come to church. The match is 3 o'clock. So I don't know what they are doing even in the house. And they are not even going to watch it at home. They are going to beg someone to sit by the person's window to watch it. Hey, in this time, who was TV over here? Who matter it out? Because you don't have it in your own household. It's the compound house and you have to go to your landlord's, <laughs> landlord's room to just spy small. When his wife comes and... And, and, and the wife wants to relax, then you have to step out. 
Because the landlord was also taking one room. Just like tenant. And because of that, you decided not to come to church today. Because three o'clock I have a game to watch. It is obvious you are not thinking about heaven. It is completely obvious to me that we are not thinking about heaven. Because World Cup is not going to heaven. After 3 o'clock, latest by 5 p.m. today is over. They've taken their money and that's it. And you have given your life and your heart and you have religiously worshipped a round leather ball that is rolling around. So today, I have decided I won't come to church to worship God. I am doing praise and worship till the game. May God help us and cause us to prioritize what is important. Because it's unfortunate, but we don't, we don't know what is important. We, we, we put everything in the important column. Everything, we have put it in the important column. So once it happens, it's important we do it. And unto the angel of the church in Thyatira, write these things, saith the Son of God, who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. Please continue. I'm not, I don't want to preach on anything. Let's go now. I know thy works, and charity, and service, and faith, and thy patience, and thy works, and the last to be more than the first. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess to teach and to seduce my servants, to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed unto adults. Idols. 19, please, again. 19. And I know thy works, and charity, and service, and faith, and thy patience, and thy works, and the last to be more than the first. Meaning, the things that you are doing now, are more or are better than what you are doing from the beginning. So as you grow and as you increase, what the Bible is saying is that, with the, with the people of Theatira, is that their love, their service, their commitment increased. They began to do better than they were doing in the beginning. Whereas the church of Ephesus, they rather lost their first love. So Ephesus church is opposite Theatira Church. Next week I will ask you this question. Look at my face well. So, but I know that the second service people are sharp. Uh, I know that they are sharp. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 5. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 5. Second Peter 1, 5. Second Peter 1, 5. Your faith must grow. And besides this, giving all diligence. So the Bible is talking about adding. Last week I didn't get into this area well, so I want to go over it before next week we continue. Beside all of this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. So to the faith that you have, add. Tell somebody, add. Don't say that all I have is faith. It's not enough. Add something. Add something. Add something. And, 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 and let's stop talking by faith. By faith. By faith. 
Because I know a lot of people who have by faith, by faith, by faith, and still cannot do anything by faith. Because it's not only faith that is needed. To the faith, add virtue. It means something good, some goodness, something good. Add some virtuous lifestyle. Don't just walk around by faith. Don't just walk around that I have faith. Don't just walk around saying that I am a Christian. Your Christianity is nothing unless we begin to add to the basic that we started with. So don't just start with the one that you have. I have faith and that's it. So anything that comes against you, you want to attack it with faith. It is not only faith that you use to attack everything. It's not faith. When Satan attacked the Son of God himself, he didn't say by faith. He said it is written. It is written. At a point he said, get thee behind me. But you, anything that comes against you, by faith, by faith, by faith, we will do it. By faith we will overcome. Who told you that he overcame by faith? The word. So it says that add to your faith virtue. And to virtue, add knowledge. 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 Knowing something. Knowledge. Information. Add information. Christians of today, we are empty when it comes to information. We know nothing. Add to your faith virtue and to the virtue, add some knowledge. We are too empty. We are too ignorant. We are too free in our heads. That's the reason why anything that comes up, we follow it. Anything that comes up, we follow it. We are so empty when it comes to the word of God. We are so empty when it comes to the word of the world. We are so empty when it comes to current affairs. We are so empty when it comes to news. We are so empty when it comes to the kingdom of the devil. We are so empty in every area. And yet you call yourself a Christian. And you are supposed to have knowledge. You must have knowledge. You must have knowledge. You must know something. You must know something. You can't walk around empty-headed. You can't walk around empty-hearted. You can't walk around empty-handed. Anybody who meets you and wants to ask you a question, your answer is, I don't know. When will you know something? My children, I told them one day, I asked them for something. They said, I don't know. I said, I don't know. It's not an answer I ever want to hear in this house. Know it. Don't give me I don't know. Tell me that, oh, I don't understand it. I'm just going to find out and come and tell you. But don't block it by saying, I don't know. Immediately you say, I don't know. That's it. I said, don't tell me that answer. I don't like it. Tell me that I'm going to find out and come right now. I'm going to get the information and bring it. But don't give me that answer. I don't know. Because the Bible says to our faith we must add virtue. To our virtue we must add knowledge. So you must know. You must know. Certain basic scriptures you must know. Certain basic information you must know. Certain basic things in education you must know. Certain basic things, even, even, even current affairs you must know. Certain basic things in, um, what's it called? First aid you must know. Basics. You must know something. Cannot just walk around. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Who did this? I don't know. Who did it? I don't know. Who sang this song? I don't know. Who wrote this book? I don't know. When? When will you know something? 
When will you know something? And it's the unfortunate problem of the youth of today and the people of the current times. All we have and all we spend our time on is WhatsApp. And when we are sending the WhatsApp, it's the stupid ones that we send out. Not the one that teaches, the one that gives information, the one that gives instruction, the one that brings some knowledge into your system. But it is the foolish ones. The jokes that you look at. <laughs> that is the ones that we can send. That's the ones that we comfortably send. And we are excited sending it because as we are sending it, people are laughing. If the only thing people remember you for is when you are about me, friends, you are a failure. You are a failure. People should not only remember you for entertainment. They must remember you for education and they must remember you for edification. Not only entertainment. There are some people that only thing you remember is entertainment. Only fooling. What's the point in that? What sense does it make? It's okay to, to make somebody laugh, but give some information. Give some edification. Give some knowledge. Let somebody remember you for knowledge. You meet people, you walk away from them and you ask yourself, why did I even waste 10 minutes of my time talking to this person? Because I had nothing. Some people, too, you start talking with them and you don't want to leave. Because they are, they are landing something. They are dropping something. They are releasing something. May you become somebody who has weight, who has depth, who has information, who has knowledge, who has wisdom to share, who has something that people would look for. It's, 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 it's not nice. It's not cute. It's okay for a child not to have knowledge. But as you grow, you cannot continue not having knowledge. Because the Bible says that add to the virtue knowledge. So listen, maybe I'm a very good person. But I don't know anything. Knowledge is very important. That is the reason why we have started Bible studies in this church. That after first service, between first service and the time we have the second service, 45 minutes, we are studying the word of God so that we get some knowledge. And also no, people will not come. But put it there, that between the two services, we are having entertainment. And then during the entertainment, we'll serve juice. Auza Coco and Kose. you see the number of people who come here. After all the Hausa Coco and the Kose and the juice that you have drank, what have you added to your life? What did the Hausa Coco add to your life? What did the Wache add to your life? What has the food and all the nonsense that you have been engaged in what has it added to your life? Nothing. Completely nothing. In fact, the unfortunate one is even that when we go through all the things that we are going through, we don't even learn lessons from it because it keeps happening to us over and over and over again. As a bigger fool. No, I know that I'm challenging you, but this is why I came. I'm the only one who must speak to you like this. Didn't come here to pamper you. Look, if I, if you sit in this church two years, and I don't impact your life, and I don't help your decision making, maybe you are in the wrong place. Maybe you are in the wrong place. You shouldn't be coming here. Because I don't know how to pamper people. I don't know how to 
If, it's, if that's the truth, that's the truth. And if the truth is pampering, I'll pamper you with it. And if the truth cuts you to understand that it's the truth that has cut you, go and fix it. And you will get better. In five years' time, when you meet your friends who are out there, they will say that, what happened to you? Because something has been deposited in you. A foundation that was supposed to have been built some time ago that was not built has now been built. Something that had to be broken has been broken now. And now we are building something great and big on your life. I know people who tell me all these things every now and then, even from church, that I met my friends who I left a year or two years ago. And they are wondering that what happened to me? Knowledge, 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 knowledge will be the stability of the times and my people. You will be stabilized by knowledge. You will not just get and follow. Hey, I, I, I have heard that there's a new prophet in town, then you are following. I have heard that they are pouring oil on people's heads, then I'm following. My head and your head cannot be a gutter, it cannot be a, a bin. That anything somebody raises, then you bring your head, put it, put it there, put it on my head, pour it on my head. Since when? Since when did your head become a bin? Baller head. Anything that they raise, I receive it. You receive what? You don't have knowledge. That's why you are receiving it. Go to the next verse, please. Let me continue before I step on more toes. Verse 6, please. And to knowledge, temperance. Temperance, temperance is self-control. Temperance, temperance. And to temperance, patience, self-control. You must have some self-control. Don't just, ah, I have faith. I have faith. So, so when it comes to temptation, when a woman is tempting you, what do you use? When somebody is offending you, what do you use? Faith doesn't work at that time. Faith doesn't work at that time. It is self-control that must kick in. When somebody is offending you, it is not by faith that you overcome. It is by self-control. When you are in traffic and somebody crosses you, you don't speak in tongues. It is self-control that must come in. Otherwise, you will jump out of the car and get yourself killed. There are certain people I have come to know recently, eh? Very unassuming people walking around, driving around. But when they became people that I knew, I realized that these are very dangerous people walking around. They carry every kind of weapon you can think of. But when you look at them, very, very simple looking. So such a person crosses you in traffic by mistake. And then you jump out and you start talking nonsense. What do you think will happen to you? No, since I began to meet these people... Wisdom came to my head. That it's not everybody who crosses you that you must respond. When they cross, you say, God bless you. It's self-control. You are angry, you are fuming, but you won't say anything. Self-control. Temperance. And then to temperance, add patience. And to patience, godliness. 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 Looking like God. God-likeness. 
Continue for me. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to that brotherly kindness, charity. So your spirituality does not end on the faith level, but there must be addition. Verse 8. Verse 8. Brotherly kindness going to charity. For if these things be in you, if these things that we have lined up be in you, and abound, it means that if all the virtues and the, and the knowledge and the things that we have mentioned, if they are in you and they abound, abounding means that it is plenty, it is overflowing, it is occupying your heart, it is taking charge and not the other thing, but these ones take charge. If these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our barrenness and our unfruitfulness in the knowledge of Christ is because we don't have these virtues. Our barrenness and unfruitfulness. We don't know anything. When they abound in you, it will help you not to be barren. It will help you not to be unfruitful. In the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 9, please. Verse 9. Today I'm just reading the Bible and talking to you from the Bible. Is there verse 9? Or your thing is frozen again. But he that lacketh these things is blind. Hey. I'm reading the Bible. He that lacketh these things. What are these things that the Bible talked about? These things. Faith. No, let's go systematically. Faith. And then, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, and what? Brotherly kindness and charity. That's how many? Eight. He that lacketh these eight things is blind. And cannot see far off. Hey. Today I'm talking from the Bible. I am taking my time for you to see what the Bible has. But he that lacketh these things is blind. I lie. Ah. My eye they see where my brain they pick. They store. He that lacketh these things is blind, cannot see afar off, and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. He that lacketh these eight things, if I were you, it is something that I will put on my phone, I will put by my bedside, that I must have faith. And to my faith, Titi, be here. I must have faith. And to my faith, I must add virtue. And to my virtue, I must add knowledge. And to the knowledge, I must add temperance. And to the temperance, I must add patience. And to the Write it by your bedside if you have a bed. Write it on your phone if you have a phone. Write it. Keep it by you. Let it be close to you. Let it be close to you. So that when things are going on, you would pull it and tell yourself that I need to add some knowledge to my life. I need to add some patience to my life. I need to add some temperance 
when your husband is being a pain, pull those verses and look at it that I need, which tablet do I need for this one? Patience. Are you with me? When your friend steps on your toe, you pull out that dispensary list. Which medicine do I need for this one? And you work with it. Because it's that without these, you lack these things, you are blind, you cannot see far. And you have forgotten that you were perched from your old sins. Meaning, you, you have even forgotten that you are born again. So a born again person must have these things. You cannot come forward. Look, by coming forward and giving your life to Christ, it doesn't mean that you are okay. Oh, I've given my life to Christ. Why? How did you do it? I came forward. This one is forward. This one is forward. This one is forward. This one is forward. Are they born again? So by coming forward, doesn't make you born again. These things will support you to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Continue verse 10. I'm not going to note. I'm just reading the Bible. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. Your calling and your election or your selection will be made sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. Our roller coaster Christian life is because we don't have these things. Today I'm up, tomorrow I'm down. Today I'm up, tomorrow I'm down. Today I'm, I feel spiritual, tomorrow I feel carnal. Today I feel holy, tomorrow I feel very, very unholy. It is because you don't have it. It says that give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. If you do these things, you shall never fall. You shall never go down. You should always stand strong and stand tall. You were a Christian last year. This year, you are worse than a, 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 a fetish priest. You were a holy sister coming to church, raising your hands, singing unto the Lord. After two months, now we don't even know what you do again. Worse than a strange woman. You are the mother of the strange woman. Brother, you came to church. You were serving God diligently. You were here cleaning, here praying, here doing everything. Today, we can't even see your daylight. Can't find you anywhere. Why? Because you don't have the eight tablets that you need. It says that if you have it, you will not fall. Never fall. Never fall. I want, I want to have a Christian life where I'm always on top, where I'm always floating, where I'm always above, where I'm always on fire. Not one that today you're on fire, tomorrow. The devil, the devil will deal with you. Look, when you are on fire today, and you are fighting, you are fighting, you are fighting, you come down. The devil will finish you when you are down. Because they don't want you to come up. So to keep yourself afloat, get the tablet. Not Samsung or, or iPhone. Or, I'm not talking about those tablets. I'm talking about the tablets of the world that we just talked about. 
These days when you talk tablet, everybody's mind goes to phones or, or iPad. Word, verse 11. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Same heaven matter I'm talking about. This is what will take you. This, this is what will help you. To stay afloat and to stay on course. Let's go to the next verse. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 12. Hebrews 5 12. I have 10 minutes and then I'll close. I'm just reading the Bible today. I, I love the Bible. Do you like the Bible? Hebrews 5 12. Wherefore, for when for the time you ought to be teachers. So, so there are stages in this Christian life. There are stages in this work. There are stages. So this, this, and I'm still talking about the letters from heaven. I've not veered off at all. I'm still talking about the letters from heaven. These guys got to a point, they, they began to grow. They began to add to their faith. They began to increase their level of Christianity. That's the reason why Jesus said what he said. That what you are doing now is more than what you were doing from the beginning. For when, for the time you ought to be teachers. So there's a time that you don't have to remain just a baby Christian. I've just come. For when, for the time you ought to be teachers. You have need that one teach you again. Can you imagine somebody who stays in class one? For five years. It means that when this person came to class one, his current mates were being breastfed. They have finished drinking breast. They have finished changing their diapers. They have gone to nursery one, nursery two, KG one, KG two, and they are in class one. And you have still been in class one. And then, and then you complain that, how come? How is it that this, this person has now come to meet me here? I've been, I've been in this class for a long time. Why haven't they made me the class prefect? Why have they not promoted me? Why haven't they given me something to do? They won't give you anything to do. Nobody gives anybody anything to do. The violence take it by force. For when, for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And I become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. So when you start talking strong meat, people are like, mm, why is he saying these, these heavy things? So we have to go back and give you gentle Jesus, make him mild. Look upon the little child. Pity my simplicity. Amen. Instead of talking about the four faces of God, and the seven eyes. And the seven spirits. Hey. We are still inside the Bible. But you have decided that your level, no, you don't want to increase. Go to verse 13. For everyone that uses milk, that is everyone who is at that level that doesn't move, is unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe. Verse 14. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. Even those. So what, what this verse, this passage is telling us is that there are 
levels. There are stages. There, 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 there's a hierarchy. You cannot just be a baby forever. You cannot expect to be taught forever. You cannot expect to be trained forever. Today you are being trained, but tomorrow you must be training somebody whilst you are also being trained. You are definitely going to be trained and be on training. I am on, under training. I am still being trained. That's the reason I always talk about my father, because he's training me. Anytime I sit with him, I'm training. Anytime I'm listening to him preach, I'm training. Anytime I'm reading his book, I'm training. Anytime I travel to him, I'm training. Because I need to be trained. But I cannot only sit down to be trained. Whilst I am being trained, I must also train somebody. And whilst you are being trained, you must also train somebody. If I will only sit down to be trained, when will I rise up and train you? And if you are only going to sit down forever to be trained, when will you rise up and train somebody? And how soon are we going to get the gospel to the people that have not heard? You can't. It, it, it's not possible. From the baby drinking milk, you must move. You must move. You must move enough of the milk. In fact, at a certain age, it is not good to be drinking so much milk. It's babies that can drink milk and it's okay for them. But at a certain age, you don't need milk. No, you don't. You don't. It, it forms mucus. It becomes even a problem for you. So those of us who like uh, Gary Sokins, more milk and more sugar and add granite and then add milo. <laughs> you are at KG level. Move out of this in Katiani Sokins level. And now move to having cake. Having fish, meat, bones. Do you realize that Children cannot be given a certain type of fish because of the bones that run into the fish. Because anytime a child takes the fish, they just swallow. And when there's a small bone inside, they can lock you. But you as an adult, when was the last time you put fish in your mouth and the bone choked you? You have developed your tongue. You have developed your teeth. You have developed every system and strategy to be able to remove the bone from the fish and then move it out. As you are chewing the fish, the bone is coming out. It's so strange, but that's how we do it. But when it comes to the Word of God, we don't want to be able to take the bones and then eat the bones and the meat and be able to digest it. We still want milk. still want milk. And that's the reason why that's the reason why the church is the way it is because people are always expected to be fed on milk. When you try going to the bones, like 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 uh, Tuesday service, when you try entering the bone, they are anointing their yami, they are uh, pastors, they are uh, prophets, they are, it is for the big people. They should go for the anointing service. As for me, just lay hands on me. Give me some milk, let me drink. Give me some milk, let me drink. Add some gary to it and sugar. Just put your hand on me. Just put your hand on That is why people, every foolish person is putting their hand on you. Because even when you step out, you cannot decipher between the good and the bad and the ugly. Everybody who takes the Bible, takes a microphone, begins to speak big words, is anointed to you. But me, when I see anointed, I see. When I see fake, I can tell you. When I see wrong one, I can tell you. When I see the one that is not of God, I can tell you. 
It's just that I will not comment about it. I'll just move my body away because I know that this one I cannot be able to confirm. So let me pull my body aside quietly. I am not God. I didn't anoint him. I didn't appoint him. But as far as I can see, I am not too comfortable with it. My spirit is not bearing witness. Let me move. So I cannot stand here and say that this one is a good prophet, this one is a bad prophet, this one is false, this one is true. No. My spirit bears witness. So I move. But for those of us who don't have it, who don't have the sensor, that would give you some alarm into your system that, hey, run for your life. Everything we open our mouth. Even we turn on TV. Somebody is talking on the TV. Sending out a lot of demons. We are just ah. Strong meat belongs to them that are full age. Even those who by reason of use. By reason of use. If you continue using the word. By reason of use. They have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. It is by reason of use that you can discern good and evil. If you don't use it, you can't discern anything. Discernment comes by usage. Don't you see that nowadays I'm able to tell you things that I'm seeing? Yeah, because I'm using it. I'm using it. Every time I stand to pray, every time I come into the church, every time there's a prayer meeting to worship, I begin to see things. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. It's not, oh, I, if, I, if I want to pray for people, eh, every time I'll be praying for people. Because every time I see something. Yesterday when I drove into the morning rain service, immediately I parked, I called Judith. Because God told me to anoint everybody who is in the service. So I called her, immediately I came, I called her, bring me oil. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with Holy Ghost, not Zomi. And power. With the Holy Ghost and power. Immediately he went there. After I had landed and I had called for the oil, I knew I was on course. Finished everything. Was about to leave. And a woman comes to me and says that, I had a dream on Tuesday. In the dream, I was, my eyes were closed. We were in a service like this and, you were, and, and we were having a prayer meeting. And then, in the dream, somebody touched my head. I opened my eyes and I saw it was you. When I looked around, you were touching people around. And so I felt that pastor has been praying for us. And then I told my son this morning that this is the dream I had. And I'm sure that God will manifest this dream today. And I walk into the service and I call for oil because God ministered to me at the car that anoint everyone who is here for exemption. Said that, he, said, he said that touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. So come and anoint the people so that they cannot be touched. If I wasn't using it, I will not hear. I will not see. I will be a very blind, deaf, and dumb pastor. The last time I was sitting in my room, inside that place, closed my eyes for a minute. I saw somebody dead on the street in the blood. I called for prayer to, to happen. 
Within two hours, I got a message. Pastor, I almost died. So what happened? I had an accident. Where are you? I'm in the hospital. It happens by reason of use. By reason of use. So when we call you, come and lead prayer. Then you have made your face like this thing. When we call you, go and do evangelism. You have made your face like this thing. Come and lead prayer. You have made your face like this. Come and lead worship. Hey, stop making your face like this thing. Whatever this thing is, I don't know. By reason of use, that we have our senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Some of us, we are too lazy. Too lazy to sacrifice. Too lazy to give ourselves. Too lazy to push the extra. Too lazy to come out of our comfort zone. Too lazy to do anything for God. All we want is where we are. Here we are. Lifting our hands to you. Here we are. We are not moving forward at all. As we stay. And worship you every day. Me, I think it must be enough for you. That is what you are saying to God all the time. I think it must be enough for you. As I stay here and I give you worship, it's okay. And he's saying that it's not okay. You must progress. He was praising the church of Theatira because they had progressed. I will come to the spirit of Jezebel next week, not this week. Because that one I have to take my time. By reason of use, they have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Jump to the next chapter. Therefore, <laughs> leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Let us go on unto perfection. Leaving the principles, move on to perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. Continue, please. Of the doctrine of baptism and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. What he's saying is that these are basics. These things, they are the foundation. They are the foundation. They are the foundation. So we are not going to lay this foundation again. But even the foundation, most of us, we don't have it. And come for Bible study too, we know we'll come. Come for Tuesday service, I won't come. Come for Thursday, prayer unlimited, I won't come. So how do you want to be trained? How do you want to build up? How do you want to get information? How do you want the foundation to be built for you? If you are not exposing yourself. And go and read the Bible too, you won't read. So what do you want? So I come, and I deliver one hour message, and that is what... You think will carry you for the whole, your, the whole week and for your lifetime as a Christian. No. It's a joke. Verse 3. And this will we do if God permits. 4. Continue. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come if they shall fall away, to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. Meaning, those who are not developing, those who are not learning, those who go back to sin and go back and do all the mistakes that shouldn't be made now, what they are doing is that 
they are crucifying themselves. They are crucifying. They crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh. They crucify the Son of God afresh. So for some of us, every day we take Jesus to the crucifixion. Every day we take him to the crucifixion. Because we have made our mind that we will not add anything to our Christianity. We will not grow. We will not improve. By now, some of us, there are certain friends, their number should be lost from our phone. Because that is the person who has held your tail until today. That's why you cannot progress in Christianity. Because you come and hear a word like this when you get home. Then they will pollute you with another one. Charlie, how do you go to church? Uh, you finish all? Uh-huh. So maybe we go downtown, downtown, downtown. Go so small. By the time you finish, everything has been erased. There are certain friends, I tell you. Me. Look, yesterday I was telling my wife. No, I was telling Sir Prosper. Two things that will make you useless in life. Two things. Friends and alcohol. They will make you useless. I know people who were on course doing so well. One or two friends came into their life. Finished. I know people who were doing well. They entered into alcohol. Finished. Be careful the people you keep in your tent. Be careful the people you keep in your inner circle. Because your prosperity, your blessing, your greatness is connected to the temple and the house of God and the things that you are doing. But somebody is preaching a message to you. Ignore the house of God. They demand too much. They talk too much. They ask for too much. They want you to come for every service. They want you to do this. They don't want you to go after this woman. This woman you try to go after in the church, they say stop. This one you are doing, they say stop. This one you are doing, they say stop. Forget about them. The pastor, even the pastor, he has money. By now he should have set you up. Really? Who set me up? Who set me up? And when, I, and when, when we started preaching this word, did we say that when we come to church, we will set up your business? There's no pastor who is a bank. There's no pastor who is an estate agent. There's no pastor who is a matchmaker. If it happens that they, they, they help, it is because of their kind heart. Not because it's a responsibility. And people come to the church and their mind is that they must definitely receive something from the pastor's pocket. What have you put in that pocket to receive? Somebody was telling me that eh, I have lost faith in the church. I said, why? Because I needed help and they didn't. I said, when did you come to church? I said, oh, I visited once. You visited the church once. You visited once. Yes. Can, can you imagine? No, she was actually telling me that. Do you realize that it's only in the church that people invest 10% but they want 150% back? I said, it's true. Invest 150. 
and see how God will not give you 500% back. Do you understand me? Invest your 100%. In fact, even 100 is too much. Invest 10% of your time. Just pay the tithe of your time to God. And see what He will not do for you. It will get to a time you may not even be able to hold back your time. Because what is coming from the tithe that you have given God out of your time is so much. May God help us to understand the message I've just preached. May God help us to add onto our faith. May God help us to move from the level that we are operating. Well, look, when you move from that level, people would receive you differently. Your husband would receive you differently. Your wife would receive you differently. Your husband that you have chased several times, come to church, come to church. Your wife you have chased several times, come to church, is not coming. Even your friends who are not coming to church, when they see that you are shooting up like this, they will follow you. I have friends who call me. Are you preparing for Sunday? I said, yes. Okay, then go and prepare because... Your people will be waiting for you. These are people who don't go to church. But they know. Because they have heard me preach. And they know that no. The man is a priest. So when they call me, are you preparing? I said yes. Okay, then go and prepare. Your people will be waiting for you. You two, they have not seen any, anything about you. So when they call you, they don't even talk about uh, chapel. They don't even say it. Charlie, where we go meet today? What will be the rendezvous? Where will they meet? Is it downtown or uptown? Or midtown? I think there's downtown, so somebody must set up uptown. But that one must be a... Must, uh, Falcon is uptown. Eh? They must have midtown. Uh, but midtown is a, is a holy place. Uh, we we'll call it upper room. Amen. God bless you.